there. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, three league losses in a row. And now we go to the Etihad. Uh, ooh, dear, 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 dear. Uh, got some great guests on today. Uh, let me introduce them all. Uh, Brian, first off. How you doing, Brian? I am doing good, brother. I am doing very, very good, mate. Um, enjoying my time here. The big man, Bob Spur, is getting better and better, which is all that I care about. And uh, everything is good apart from uh, the football team. So uh, <laughs> all, everything is like skit on rainbows in one half and uh, the exact opposite in another. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, but all good. It's good to be back on the channel, Chris. It's been too long. Uh, always great having you on. Uh, Orin as well. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. 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 Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no problem. And uh, Tommy, how's things? I'm good. I'm good. I feel weirdly optimistic about tomorrow. I'm sure we'll get onto it. <laughs> All right. You're going to be in the minority here then, possibly. Uh, and then uh, lastly, Stell, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Went outside, uh, nearly lost my head, nearly got blown off by the wind, <laughs> came back inside and then came on your show and remembered that I'm doing the watch along for We Are Tottenham TV tomorrow, which I regret agreeing to. <laughs> <laughs> They're the guests, uh, great guests, always welcome on, and thanks so much for coming on. Uh, they've all got channels themselves, we'll go through that at the end of the stream, but if you wanted to look at them now, they're all in the description. A few people in the chat as well, uh, anyone in the chat, thank you so much. Everyone watching, thank you so much. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe, it really helps on 187 subscribers at the moment, so it'd be nice if I can get uh, 200 uh, before the end of the game on uh, Saturday. Uh, so we've got Kirst in the chat, how you doing? No, I met her for the first time on Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, one of the days. Oh, really? Him. Oh, yeah, she came down. Ghost. She came down. I got to meet her. What an absolute darling that woman is. She really, really is a great seeing her. Yeah, and oh, Mark Swift, brilliant. I'm not sure how he knows it's more windy today than Brian after a curry, but uh, apparently that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Gugamar, uh, Ryan McFarland, Nick Collison, uh, Tommy. Is it Nick Collison Barry? Yeah, Nick, Nick Curry, Sean Gary. Grant, Phil, Arthur, Frank, all the EastEnders characters. That's right. Nick. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nick Collison, uh, uh, Gugamar again. Uh, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham from Gold. How you doing, guys? And uh, yeah, uh, Nick, Nick doing my job for me. Let's push us to two hundred. Uh, so we'll start push off fine with. <laughs> we'll start off fine. We won't talk about the game first off. We'll talk about Conte's interview. Uh, what did you what did you make of that just as a kind of a snapshot? So well, we're starting with the easy stuff, we are we? Um let's do, do you know what? Uh, I I've actually taken a back step on this and I actually think this interview if I I've called it the crown jewel. And the reason I've called it the crown jewel is if you look at Tottenham Hotspur, okay, now I've gone on about before about Levy out and why and different time zones and what have gone on in that time. I just want to take a trip down memory lane with Tottenham Hotspur for the last nine days. Nine days with today being the ninth. In nine days, we've had a pathetic defeat to Southampton. The next day, the Y-word chart, Palava came out. We then had the Wolves game. Equally shocking, if not more shocking than Southampton. The next day, the Wolves. Uh, next day, the um, Y-word thing again on Sky Sports and everything and blew up. And a few days later, we announced our pre-season tour on South Korea. Yeah, Brilliant. Let's announce that five months early. And then this interview. In nine days, six bad things have happened. Two of them being results. 
and you can't afford you can afford the performance, but you lose. But in nine days, six days, six bad things have happened, and there's been this, this interview with Conte is is the crowd. When I say the crowd jewel, this is the one that everyone has linked onto, and everyone is swimming and feeding around, whether it be the media, social media, us YouTubers, the people in the comments, uh, football journalists. This is the one they've really now. I personally, whether it's taken out of contents or not, I'm happy with what he said. I, I, I am happy that he's done this because when we had Pochettino, Pochettino came out and said um, the, the famous quote about the house and furniture. That didn't kind of work and was moved on. Then Mourinho came out and when he got the first, first, first interview, when he did it on Spurs TV, he said, um, I think we can do great things with this squad. I've assessed this squad and I'm happy with the squad and I think we can do things. Obviously, that didn't happen. And now Conte's come out and we knew it. When Conte came, whether you, wherever you were on any kind of spectrum as a Spurs fan or board, whatever, everyone said, right, this is the manager. This is the one where we find out what is going on because he will call it, he will say, he will not be backwards in coming forwards. And he has said something and it's been... In ways taken out of content and context, sorry, but I'm happy a manager is finally coming out and speaking what it what 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 is going on. And if uh, if that's how he feels, who am I to say you're wrong? You're you you you. I think it's time that we that we we start having these. And I think unfortunately, I think it's going to be the first interview of many building up to the summer as kind of warning shots to say right, this summer's huge to to keep. Keep the, the summer issues, the summer issues going, but with some actual momentum. So I'm I, I'm I understand why some people are taking it the other way. But I'm 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 all for a manager coming out and telling it as it is. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Owen? Uh, what, what was your reaction to the uh, interview and the comments uh, made? Um. Well, it was a lot. He said a lot, and. <laughs> Obviously, like for me, it seems that since Conte has arrived, Conte, like you would think that Conte has been in charge of Spurs for three years and he hasn't got the players in those three years, the way he's going on. He's almost kind of like, I know more than everyone here because I've won something. That It's it's almost come off as arrogant. It's like, I'm better than everyone at the club. I'm better than the board. I'm, I'm just the elite. So I'll say whatever I want to say. Yes, Jose Mourinho said the same thing, but the media picked it up on the narrative that he was throwing the club under the bus, throwing the players under the bus. He does it at every club. So what Conte is saying, and it's the, the real interesting part that what Conte said was Spurs let three important players go. That's what he said. And we brought in two. Never in my right mind did I think that those three or four important players leave the club. And it's like, right, okay. So, Ndombele, Lo Celso, Deli Alli were all excluded from the team, never given wrong games, but yet they were important. It just seems to me like Conte is like, okay, we've had three losses. I'm not going to take any bit of responsibility. It's the board. It's the players because I'm elite. I'm a god. I can't do anything wrong. And I just feel like what he's saying, he's playing to the ears of the Leviite and Enoch out. He's playing to their ears. He's singing the song for them. And it's kind of like, what what good does it do for the players? Because, you know, the players are hearing that they're not good enough. So what, what good does it do? So he wants to have a winning mentality, but plays a system that hasn't won in three games. 
So I just look at it and taking a bit and think Conte is a bit of a contradicting himself. You know, he said one thing, but then doing the other. So the interview, I think, was just kind of let's blame the board, let's blame players, let's let's blame everyone else, and because I'm a good guy, that's that's what it is. It's, as long as he's looking good, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I'm not sure, but we, we've had so many managers for so long that are kind of not yes men, but just do what Levy says. Uh, I, I think it's quite good that someone's come out and challenging him. But uh, just breaking from this for a second. Uh, Bob Spur on the chats again. How you doing, Bob? Great to see you. Superman. Great to see you doing well. Who says good looks, class, and panache is needed for a great stream? Here you guys are proof it's a myth. Big love, peeps. It's great to see you after all this time. Bob Spur's not uh, lost his sense of humour. A uh, few more chats. Uh, Nick Nick uh, Collison laughed <laughs> what he said there. Uh, but, yeah, Tommy, in, in terms of uh, uh, Conte, Curse has put a, a comment in here. He's not arrogant. He knows what's best for us. We haven't got nowhere so far back, Conte. I mean, what do you um, make of his comments? Do you think it's an arrogant thing and looking after himself? Or do you think he's saying what needs to be said? Uh, where, where do you stand on on, on all of that? Who are you talking oh, to? I mean, uh, look at the, Tommy, sorry. Yeah. Looking at the transfer window, looking at the transfer window in itself, it was, it was yeah, the this normal comment leaving. from Ryan as well is... Uh, He's elite, earned the right to speak this way. Spurs are stale and he sees that. Uh, yeah, sorry. Cut you off there. Yeah, so he uh, so he has to be accountable to a certain degree. I don't care if you saw Alex Ferguson. I don't care who you are. You still get judged by decisions as a manager. Tactical decisions, who you put on the pitch, who you, who you substitute in, who you who you take off. So I do agree. I, I agree on the other side of things that a manager still has to be accountable. But Levy has done what he always does in the January window. Rumours, 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 rumours. All the business done in the last two days. All the business, ins and outs. Like I was shocked when all three centre midfields, number 10s, whatever you want to call them, left in the last two days of the window. In fact, I wasn't even... I didn't really want this to go because what we could see was that 3-5-2 was the formation. Like they were winning games. We were winning games in the 3-5-2. And the transfer window did not back that up. We, you know, we lost... Players, three of them centre mids, attacking mids. We brought one in, Ben Tanker, who looks very good. Um, so, so since then, we, we've forced the, the windows closed. The three formations we played, Brighton, Wolves, and Southampton, have been three four three. We're forced to play a three four three, and that ultimately is a failure in the window because I don't think we're getting anywhere in a three four three. I really don't. Like we saw against Southampton and Wolves. So, but the interview itself, it wasn't even a knee jerk reaction from Conte. We've seen him throw little things in. To his interviews if you watch his post-match interviews he always throws something in there like you know you've got a you know Levy's got a right at the end he's always something he throws in there like um like there's something missing in this team we might need uh, we might need reinforcements there's, there are always little things um so it's not just a knee-jerk reaction even if it was the window has been a travesty as far as I'm concerned uh because I can't see it getting a lot lot better from here unless we keep four centimeters in uh fit for the entirety for the rest of this season, then we could potentially play three five two, uh, but um, but he still has to be accountable to a certain degree. He doesn't just get uh, he doesn't just get a clean slate and says, "Oh look, my CV is fantastic. I can do no wrong." But um, uh, it'll be interesting. And uh, look, the bread and pop butters on the on, on the pitch. So interviews and interview bread and pop butters on the football pitch. Hopefully, we can uh, do something tomorrow. Yeah, Kirst uh, agrees. Uh, wouldn't call him arrogant though for feeling the way he does. We have got. We have got to get top four with him. We'll come back to that in a bit. 
and the team we've got. We saw against Liverpool, we do have it in us. Uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, Daryl Denton's then said, uh, how are you doing, Daryl? Beating City, uh, you need to put a laugh in emoji there. Uh, we'll just give <laughs> Levy the excuse that the players are good enough. I don't want that rolling into the summer. But still, uh, in terms of Conte's comments, uh, what, what was your reaction to it? Were you pleased that he's not stood up to Levy, but kind of questioned Levy? Or do, do you think he's looking after himself and... and being a bit arrogant there. Uh, uh, in terms of the transfers, I, I thought it had uh, his fingerprints all over it, getting out uh, certainly three, certainly two with Delhi and Ndombele, who who looked like bad eggs in the uh, dressing room, uh, and then bringing in two. But obviously, we then let uh, uh, a couple of others go as well. So what, what were your thoughts on his uh, comments uh, in the interview? Are we allowed to swear on your channel? Yeah, it's gone past. You can. 30, 13 minutes is, yeah, 13 minutes. Okay. The owners of Tottenham Hotspur are fucking idiots. Absolute <laughs> fucking idiots. Please, everyone, go to Tottenham Away, not to promote my channel, but just to see the video Iggy has made on the entire Antonio Conte, uh, the interviews he's done, right? Iggy's Italian. He's translated word for word in the cultural context of an Italian as to what Conte was saying. Do not listen to Levy in sympathisers and Enoch in sympathisers trying to create this narrative. And Orin, I'm not having a dig at you personally. You mentioned the Levy out lot, so this is my rebuttal. When he talks about uh, unhappy with, you know, shocked by players that left, he's talking about the numbers. He's saying that he's shocked that four went out and only two came in. And when he says the lack of quality, the cultural reference in which he's talking about in his language is that clearly if you let four go and only two come in, you are weaker in squad numbers. And he did mention the numbers of the squad. Well, I said the trading ground still. Right. Well, but if you listen to a lot of other people, they'll create this, oh, he's arrogant. Oh, look at him. No, he's being honest. He's being brutally honest, okay? So that's the first thing. Regarding, you know, this conversation of formations, 3-4-3s three, three, and 3-5-2s, I'm now not trying to be arrogant. I'm just saying, as someone that's been coaching for many, 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 many years, I can tell you now, after watching Conte's teams for a good two months, having done tactical shows on this, the number one problem at Tottenham has got nothing to do with formations. Formations mean nothing unless players can play the formation. It's a quality issue. We have a quality problem at Tottenham. It's the same problem that under Mourinho's formation, Ryan Mason's formation, Nuno's formation, Conte's formation, Poch's formation has failed. This isn't a formation issue. This is a quality issue. Yes, maybe another formation makes us a bit more stable, but it's not going to make us better and win more games. He played three different formations against Chelsea each time we played them. We got fucking battered in each game. We hardly laid a glove on them in each game. We played four at the back, three at the back, five at the back, three midfield, four in midfield. It doesn't matter. The quality is the biggest problem. And um, you know... The, the owners are fucking idiots because after Antonio Conte made his comments, they came out and said they're shocked by the comments made. <laughs> Do you not know what manager you've signed? Right? And, and we can we can go back. We can go back. You signed Mourinho, a checkbook manager, 
but you didn't open up the checkbook for the checkbook manager. You don't understand what type of manager you're signing. You then give the job to someone with no experience. You lose the Carabao Cup final. You don't get top four. Do you understand what kind of manager you put in charge to get you that? Then you come out and tell the world, we want free-flowing, attacking football, the Tottenham way. We want to bring back the... The, 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 the kind of football we want to see. So you bring in a pragmatic director of football and you sign a pragmatic coach in Nuno and it all goes tits up. They don't have a fucking clue what kind of managers they're bringing to this club. And then you bring in Conte, who has got a history at Chelsea, who he sued, by the way, Juventus and Inter, of calling out the board when he doesn't get what he wants. Now he's calling out the board because he didn't get what he wants. And they're shocked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not listening to this, these, these constant excuses that I've had to endure for years and years and years and years. Chris, I've had enough. I've been yes. patient. I've told the line. Enough is enough. I'm glad we've got a manager who's honest. I'm glad we've got a manager who will stir it up. And I've, I'm glad we've now got a manager that's going to start causing the kind of disturbance needed to force change at the top of this club. More Conte, please. Yeah. I have to say as well, just before we go on, um, just very quickly about what Stel said earlier on. By the way, it's uh, just difference of opinions, that's all. Um, so it's just literally, I, I have to echo what Stel said about Iggy. Iggy, to me, is gospel when it comes to Italian football, not just because of Conte, even before Conte was a thing and Paratici was a thing. If you want to know anything about Italian football, spoken and translated correctly, and the contents, the context it was meant to be delivered in, and a, a real insight into what goes on with not just Italian football, but Italian players anywhere. Honestly, if Iggy tells me tomorrow is Sunday, and Italian, I believe him. That's our uh, <laughs> gospel he is when it comes to it. He he's phenomenal. So, uh, Ryan, just just so yeah. people know, because they might not know who Iggy is, he's actually a regular on the official AC Milan channel, not the yeah. fan channel, the club channel. That's yeah. how much they, you know, they like what he says and stuff. So he's, he's not, he's not God, but he knows a hell of a lot more than us. Oh, we come to Italian football years, mate. Italian when we look football. at all of us in the in the YouTube community within Tottenham, he's right up there. And I know he is, he is the go-to guy. Yeah. Um, For us, and a top top bloke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can come across as arrogant, so I get what. Of insane, and and if it is arrogant, I think he he's earned the right, Conte, to be arrogant in the same way that Alex Ferguson was super arrogant. You know the whole "come on lads, it's Tottenham." He's earned the right to be able to do that, and and Conte, like Stel said, has done it at every club he's been at, just calling out the board if he's not happy. Uh, but yeah, the, the summer is still the huge one for me. Uh, yeah, we have to do stuff in the summer, otherwise it's just going to be same old, same old, same old. But uh, let's go on to City. Uh, it's a stupid question, but I know Tommy uh, is a, a yes to this. But any chance of an upset against City? And I, I want to come a to point. a point. Uh, not winning, oh. a point. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be an upset. Anything less than 3 nil is an yeah. upset. Uh, I, I want to come to a comment from Bobsler here. Totally back Conte, but I expect more from my manager. The highest paid, by the way. I expect him to sort out, sort it in-house. And this is the point uh, that I want to get to and motivate the players. I, I keep saying every game, we we've got to go first 50-50, get into them, show them they're in for a game. We haven't done that for a long, long while. You do that Man City, they're going to kill us. So, Owen, uh, 
any chance of an upset for you, or do you think it will be the same? And 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 for me, if we if we don't um, go at them like we did in the first game, particularly Tanganga, who, who put Sterling off his game, Grealish went over. It might have been the other way around, and then they didn't want to know. They didn't get the ball anymore, and and that then translated through the rest of the team. Skipped it after a, a, a poor first fifteen minutes, but that's the way we have to play. But we, I, for me, but we haven't seen that. So any chance of an upset for you? And and how do we get that upset if it were to happen? Um, I think if, if Conte plays 3-4-3, there's no chance. Absolutely none. Um, you know, Southampton and Wolves was able to bypass the midfield. Kevin De Bruyne and the Man City players will just have a fun day. I think Conte has to, like, start with maybe a solid, more solid midfield. Um, do you think possibly a draw? But I, I could see... Probably the the way it was a couple of like last season, um, where um, Spurs beat City two one and then City beat them three nil at Man's, the stadium. So I think it'll probably be that out, outcome. Um, I just it depends because like we all know. I mean that's the thing. I was I should have added on. You know I don't want to like take up the whole stream, but everything Conte says we've all known. He's meant to be the manager to change that mentality. So for me, like when I say he's arrogant, it's kind of like, okay, you can blame everyone else, but why did he play three systems that clearly wasn't working? You know, so what are you doing? And that's that's what I mean, because you can moan. We can all moan. Spurs aren't good enough. The board didn't buy this. The board didn't do this. It's irrelevant because it's about what's happening now, what's happening in the pitch. So like, doesn't matter if Levy didn't do this or didn't do that. No, because tomorrow... Is what matters the game tomorrow is what matters and so Conte is kind of like if we don't win it's not my fault so i'll just play whatever formation I, I want so i just think if he plays a formation that is set up to contain the midfield song and kane up top spurs have a chance but if he goes for that three four three that he keeps going to there's no chance and i've said this from the start you know you either go three five two or you go um or you, you make it forward to back, forget the wing back idea. Because, you know, for me, it's, yeah, as, as great managers for me, they can adapt. They can adapt to the circumstances. There's no point moaning and complaining about players that he doesn't have or summer times or the board isn't doing this. Who, who cares? It's what can you do now? If I gave you a couple of eggs and say, make me an omelette, and you say, I need four, um, four eggs, but you only have three, what are you going to do? Not make one? Of course you're going to make one. So that's what I mean. It, it just, it's just, I just think that Conte, like, I wish that Conte could just shut up, not not give press interviews, and just focus on getting the team playing and getting them right, and that's way. But it seems to me it's like, you know, oh, I'm not happy with this, I'm not happy with that. He's just feeding the, the narrative and the, the negative ego. So, to me, it's, it's how do you create a winning mentality when you have people, players who aren't confident? Do you think he's got a point, though? He, he did say in the interview, maybe it was this interview, maybe another one, but Kudasevsky, Benton Kerver, Tottenham players, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, kind of for the future, not not players for the now, and that's the problem. Uh, yeah. At Chelsea, at Inter, he kind of bought, certainly at Chelsea, bought ready-made players. Uh, yeah. That's not our um, uh, model, if you like, which... Delhi Ali under under Poch was was obviously one for the future. Be accelerated there in straight into Poch's team. We don't need to talk about how he's done. Recently. Yeah. Um, so do do you think it's more of a question for the board to change the mentality? And 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 if they don't, then why are you bringing a manager but, in who who adopts that mentality? Yeah. So basically, 
it's out there that, oh, Spurs brought a manager in. But Conte signed a contract. He knew what Spurs were about. It's not like he didn't know. It's not like he crawled out of a rock and go, oh, Spurs, oh, you're... He knew exactly the model. He always said it. Even at, even at Chelsea said, what was his famous words? At Chelsea, you're expected to win the, a trophy. At Spurs, it's a hope. So it's not like he didn't know what he was signing up for. So he knew what he was signing up for. And as for the transfers, I get what he was saying. But at the same time, he could have stopped. He could have said, no, I want this player and this player to stay until the summer. So he, he, could, he could have, you know, so that's what I mean. He's not like, party should have went to him. And the, the four players that left, especially the last three, every Spurs, majority of Spurs fans wanted them out. The Celso, Deli Ali, Anand Dumbali, everyone wanted them out. So it's it's difficult to get players in January. We all know that kind of thing. And Spurs have to make space. But if Conte looked at that team and went, no, I want to try and keep La Celso and Deli until the summertime, he could have, but he didn't. Now he's now he'd have left. He said it was a good transfer. The day it is, and now he's moaning about it. So I'm just thinking, it's like, what message is that sending to the Spurs players? Or you uh, you left a big part of that out. Yes, we wanted them out, but we wanted them out to clear money on the wage bill, to clear space in the team, to bring players in. It won't yes. just get them out and don't and don't. Yes, yes, I understand that. But bringing players in, we all know, is difficult to bring players in at Spurs. And you can say it's Levy, you can say it's whatever you want. The truth of the matter is, top players don't want to come to Spurs. And they're not going to come to Spurs in the space of 30 days. And that, that's, Romero, just, that's just the truth. Romero came? Romero came in the summer. Yeah, but he came to Spurs. Yeah, but if you look at Romero, he wasn't like... He was. He went and loaned to Atlanta. He was loaned out to Atlanta and he was meant to play Juventus. So he wasn't good enough to play for Juventus. He was Serie so he went to Defender Atlanta. of the Year. Yeah, it, yes, but he played for Atlanta. He so you he was the best defender in Italy. Yes, in Italy. And I'm not saying like, but if you look at Romero, he has been sent off. He's not the finished article yet. We all know that. It's potential. He can be potentially good. If he was a top, top player, more clubs would have came for him, like Man City or, or Liverpool. We all saw what happened with Ruben Diaz. Or, top or players don't want to come to Spurs. Or, may, or maybe we focused our energy on making sure we got him and we did because we, we, we were top players don't, getting him. Top players don't want to come to Spurs. So, so, so Italian it's defender just, of the year isn't a top player. That I've one got to year, disagree with you. I've got to disagree with you a bit still because top if, players Chelsea, don't want to come, if Chelsea, Man United, if they didn't go for Chelsea, were in for Kunde, right? Chelsea were in for Kunde. They focused completely on Kunde. They didn't get him. Man United wanted Varane. Liverpool bought uh, Konate just as the window opened. Bayern Munich bought Upamenko from Leipzig. Juventus can't buy their own player because he's unknown there. The rest of Italy can't afford players. Man City had three quality centre-backs the season before, Diaz Stones. And uh, Diaz Stones? Who's the other one? Diaz Stones? Oh, Laporte. 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 PSG signed Ramos. Barcelona and Real Madrid had no money. So the Romero deal wasn't brilliant by Paratici or Levy, anyway, for me. It was, you know, Serie A defender of the year, but, you know, Atalanta. Atalanta, we're going to double, triple his wages from Atalanta. Atalanta have to be a selling club. It's the way it is. So I don't think the Romero yeah, sign was... Yeah, but, yeah, but I don't think it's a good Dijk, barometer Dijk, of players that want Dijk to come. Ex, but Van Dijk was an exceptional defender. Uh, Liverpool tripled his wages. He went to Liverpool. So he was an exceptional defender. They just they just went in for him and, had the, and, and, and decided, let's get this guy in before someone else does. So I don't buy that. Before Van Dijk went to Southampton. Before Van Dijk went... Before Van... Gareth Bale from Tottenham. Tottenham are shit. But... Good yeah, but top, but top, other top clubs. 
Yes, but, but, Tottenham, but, but did, did, did we believe? Did, did we believe that we were going to get Vlahovic and Diaz? Was there any chance? Right, so Diaz. Are you going to pay the money? Are you going to pay for Vlahovic? I'm so happy you mentioned Diaz, Tommy, because I, Terry Fleurs from the the Football Terrace did a wonderful, wonderful segment on it, and this is why I get annoyed. This is why I get annoyed, because Liverpool wanted him in the summer, and it was thirty million more than what he, what he went for. Then Tottenham showed their card and there was a leak, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then what happened? We went into negotiations with them and negotiations and everyone's going, he wants Liverpool. He wants Liverpool. Well, how about you actually put a bid in that's acceptable? So the player himself, Porto announced, Diaz can come and talk to Tottenham. He comes on a plane, talks to Conte, sees the stadium, sees the training ground. Maybe, just maybe... You might be able to win the play over when they see it over. But what we do, we, we start all this haggling and haggling. And what we did is we acted like Liverpool's bitch. Because Liverpool, just like a lion looking for its prey in the jungle, just stayed there in the background, just hovering, waiting, watching all the, ba- the bathroom going on and the deal trying to get done. And as soon as we got to a, uh, a, 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 a negotiation that suited Liverpool, hello, we'll take over from here. Wallop, there you go. In they came. Yes, Liverpool had the interest in the player, but I'm sick and tired of hearing big players won't come to Spurs. And all we do is this negotiation, negotiation. Have it that, listen, Vlahovic, I wanted Vlahovic big time. Did I want Vlahovic at 300 grand a week? Hell fucking no. Not a chance does he warrant that kind of pay to come in as a 21-year-old and then say, do you know what? I deserve more than Harry Kane. I'm this guy. No, I don't want that. People think I just want big names or big signings that cost big money. If a guy's holding Tottenham to a ransom at 300 grand a week, I don't want you. I don't want you. And I understand why we didn't go for him at that extortionate wage deal. That's ridiculous. But I'm sick of tired of hearing these rumours, these rumours, these rumours. And then let put an official bid that is accepted by the club that allows the player to come and talk to Conte. Because but, I guarantee you, he came and spoke to Conte. Wait a minute, I'm, I'm almost finished, brother. Um, let him come, talk to the talk to the club, talk to him. Maybe, just maybe, Antonio Conte, that stadium, that training ground, the thought of probably playing more regular football at Tottenham than he will at Liverpool, may have just done it. But if he talks to the player and he says, nope, my heart's set on Liverpool, I get it. I understand it. You want to go play for what is now a much bigger football club. I understand that part. I don't understand. I, I don't think just because you talk to us, you sign. But putting an official bid so the manager could actually try and get his his ideas across to the player. None of this. Oh, we're trying. We're trying, but we just can't. Let the player talk to the club, and if the player turns us down, fine, fine. I won't. I won't be as pissed off as I am. But what, all we do is we haggle that price, just so the big boys can come and go. There you go. We'll take over from here. Done. Well, first of all, Diaz couldn't have come to Spurs to see the ground and speak to Conte because he was away in international duty. Third, second point. Okay, is, we'll talk to the manager. Okay, let's not get Diaz, petty. Diaz, no, no, Diaz, Diaz was away in international duty, and Diaz said. So was the Soko. So was the Soko. And, and Diaz said, Diaz said, I would have came to Spurs, but as soon as Liverpool came in for me, I want to go to Liverpool. He wanted to go to Liverpool no matter what. I know what Brian's saying because Brian's always saying the same thing. 
Liam the boy. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I, 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 I think I think what he's saying, he, 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 he wanted to he wanted to go to Liverpool, but if we put a bid in of uh, eighty million, Porto will accept it, and then he speaks to us first. Spurs, Spurs put a his agent. Before his Spurs agent goes put a bid in. Liverpool. Spurs put a bid in and it was accepted. Liverpool are actually paying the same amount of money that Spurs were willing to pay. No, the player not. said no. no they are. No, go go, on, go and Google it. £60 million pounds more in bonuses than Tottenham. Yes, but that's like what I'm saying it's is... It's a £60 million pound deal, not yes, the, so uh, You can't say they're paying the same. The, 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 the first amount. So obviously... Yeah, Liverpool, Spurs aren't paying the second amount. Liverpool are. Spurs... Yeah. Liverpool... Just went, that's all. Yeah, Liverpool went in for that player. They put that price because they knew it had to. It had to be more than Spurs. But Diaz wanted to go to Liverpool. He just wanted to. We, what I'm saying is top players don't want to come to Spurs right now. That's just the bottom line. Okay, in the last five years, what top player has Spurs bought into the club who actually wanted to come to Spurs? Who's been in charge of He's the deal? Char yes, Daniel Levy has been charging the deal. Yeah, and fine. what has he said? What what is what does Daniel Levy said when he first took charge of the club? We could have I just want I just want to end this. I just want to end yeah, this. Yeah, no, this I'm asking your, so. your question. Yeah. We could have got yeah. Bruno Fernandez, but we went ten million pounds below market value. Yes. Man United uh -huh. then six months later come in paying the ten yeah. million pound more and they get the player. We could have had him six months before. We didn't want to do it. But then the the Sporting Lisbon upped their price. They kept upping their price because that's what I was reading. Spurs made a bid. Sporting Lisbon said yes. Then they upped their price, and then no, they, they said never. Bruno Fernandez wasn't yes. steal. No, they never they, said yes. They did say we yes. Didn't pay, we didn't pay. They the were negotiation. They were negotiation. The and asking price the asking kept price. increasing. The asking price kept increasing. And the, the question is, I want to ask is the whole Livy Livy out and the hatred for the club, the board no, is no, because the they club. don't make. We bids. don't hate the club. We don't the hate board. The club. I said the, the board. You hate the owner. That's right. Right. So basically, if you if you dislike the owner. His, the owner said that he will only spend money that Tottenham makes that season before. So clearly Spurs didn't make enough money and he's trying to build a, a proper squad and get a rebuild. So the fact of the matter is like what Conte comes in and says what he says, if the board sacks him, that's what they'll do. There's no manager who's bigger than, than the club. Yeah, and if I Conte agree, tries to be that. Chris, 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 what, can what you put your last banner up? Chris, can you put your last banner up? Because I think we've gone a little bit off topic. Yes, we have. Spurs, Man City, what, nil, what, nil. What, I would, <laughs> what I would say about <laughs> the money is that, you know, if we haven't got the amount of money to spend, it doesn't stop him from making himself the highest paid chairman in the league, which, you know, and yeah. yeah. As far as opinions, everyone's, ev Chris. everyone's got their opinions as well. So yeah, people are entitled yeah. to their opinions. And uh, Chris, yeah, that's what makes it quite a good Chris, debate. The fact that we talk about Levy and Enoch every week, every day, every year as a fan base, the fact we talk about them shows there is a big problem with the ownership of Tottenham. Yeah. If it wasn't discussed to the level it was discussed, it's because there's not a problem. The fact it is discussed so often shows you there is a problem with the owners of Tottenham. And that cannot be denied even by people that defend the board. I apologise, it's my fault. I got carried away and I made can a I promise just, that I would never ever talk but, about Livy uh, or anything again. But you have to because it's a problem. No, I won't. Can, can I, won't, I just say something? I won't can I just say where, 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 where I stand? Can I just say where I stand on this? Just just briefly, just briefly. Now, Flavic and Diaz were never likely options for me. But still, the players that we were targeting in the summer and the ones that we brought in were, were crazy. Youngst Emerson, Gil, Bellini. I agree. You can get a better standard of player. For me, you can get something in the middle there. 
Not Vlahovic. He's the top three strikers in the world. One of the top three strikers. Diaz is a left winger. We got Son. So the Diaz deal wouldn't have worked for me. It was the same situation as Gil. When we brought Gil in, they were like, oh, he can play number 10. He can play on the right wing. He can play up top. He never started a Premier League game in any of those positions. I agree. I never wanted to. So there there should be a middle ground. I don't know. War Prowse, Tommy Arsu, Edward. These would have been better signings than Gil, Emerson, Golini. There's, there's some in the middle ground that are realistic for me. When you finish sev- sixth and when you finish seventh and you employ Nuno as a manager, the players you go for are going to be limited. We've done very well to get Ramiro in. But for me, the, the, as I said, the other European clubs, they've done their business early. They got the centre-backs they wanted. And the ones that wanted him didn't have the money. It's as simple as that with Romero. Look, it's great business. Fantastic. That's the sort of Tommy. middle ground we should be looking at. Not Emerson. Who knew Emerson was? Who knew Gill was? They are shocking, shocking signings. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose any sleep about missing out on Vlahovic or Diaz because Diaz would have been Vlahovic a bad option like Gill. He was never Vlahovic was never coming either. So but Spurs fans in January are torturing themselves, saying, Oh, Vlahovic, why don't you spend the money? Levy's a twat. I can't stand him, but he's never gonna get Vlahovic or Diaz. It's just it was never likely. There's gotta be a next. There's got to be a next level. What pissed me off the most with Levy is it was the last two days again. It was the final two days. We lost all the players. No, I mean, no, even Gomorrah. No, right? Remember, right, we say fault. that we say that we can't attract even uh, even uh, Gomorrah. Gomorrah from Lyon is a fantastic centre midfielder. Um, we could have got him in as well as Ben Tanker, but you know, he we went to Newcastle. So you can continue. You, you can get players in in January. Centre mids, like we did, you, you should get be getting one more than one centre midfielder in. And I do agree still with formation. I do formations are important. Yeah, the, t- the talent's not there, but we saw it with Chelsea. We saw it with Conte under. Chelsea. They started with four at the back. They couldn't win any games. They went. They switched to a three. They started winning games. They, they, Look at the Chelsea team wasn't great. Tommy. It wasn't no, great there. The, Mourinho was tenth. Mourinho was tenth the next the, the season before. But they that, were eighty percent of the way. They were 80% of the way. They just need the extra 20%, which was the manager. Tottenham, we're not 80% of the but way. But formations still make a difference. Formations still make a difference. If you've got the players and that what can I'm play saying, if you've got exactly, the players that can play that's, that's another thing. We, we don't, don't have, have a back three that are good enough. The, but will you agree that 3-5, we look best in a 3-5-2? So I want Spurs to be playing in a 3-5-2, but, but the, tra- the transfer business we've done tells me we're only going to play 3-4-3. Three, three. We've got to look four centre mids. How can we play three centre mids? What, what I said was, when I, when I spoke about formation is, I agree that if we play 3-5-2, it will bring us more stability. But will it win us enough games? No, it won't. Because the same players will make the same mistake. And why I think we're doing 3-4-3, Tommy, and it's just an opinion, I could be wrong, is because we've only got four players that can play in that middle at the moment, right? So we've got Skip, Hoybier, um Benton, Core, and Winks. And Winks, right? yeah. Now, if he plays three, one's injured, so we've only got three. If he plays three in the middle and one gets injured, we're fucked. Exactly. So he's, so he's playing with two because he's he's preserving the other one in case one gets injured. So I think he's adapted system based on what he's got. And this goes yeah. back to the comments he made. And if translated from Italian like Iggy did, we don't have the squad numbers. That's the It, it all adds up. I could be wrong on that because the, the only other reason he'll be playing a 3-4-3 three, three is because that's his future plan. And he's embedding it now. And he's taking the hits because he knows if he gets the plays he wants... They will slot into the system and the rest already get the system and boom, off we go. That's a risky ploy, but that's what Klopp did and that's what Pep did when they first went to their clubs and they didn't have very good first seasons. So they're the only two reasons he's doing it. But I do agree, I do agree, a 3-5-2 would be better. Do I think we'll beat more teams by doing it? No. 
that's just my opinion. I, I, it's just yeah. a view. I, like... I, I think we've looked a lot more better going forward. So, well, I mean, it's only been two, isn't it? Liverpool and Leicester with, with the, the five in the middle. Uh, but yeah, uh, but uh, Tommy's quite right and cursed in the chat. We should get back on to Man City. <laughs> Brian, I'll come to you first because uh, you said before the show that you're going to the game. How many yep. will City score? And is it going to be City who are upset or is it going to be you and the others in the away stand? Uh, what, what your... Uh, thoughts on, on how the game's going to well, I, I, I said it behind the scenes before we went live. We, I'm sick and tired of saying that we, we we have to come out fast and we have to start strong and we have to put a foothold on the ball because we say this every game. And for some reason, apart from Vitesse and Liverpool, I can't think of a game where we've actually come out on the front foot and like really, really... Leicester, we grew into it. Leicester actually started off there. Leicester actually started off stronger. Oh, okay. In, at the beginning, but by the end of the first half, we were totally dominant, totally dominant. And again, like you said, that was playing in a five, which I personally think we should do as well. Uh, I think it's the only way, Costello um, and I have said recently or many a times, playing in a three up top does not suit Kane. It just it just does not suit Kane. When he's had his good games, he's been in a two. Liverpool, Leicester, he was absolutely outstanding. Absolutely on fire. Incredible. Um We've just got to keep because what 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 Man City do? They'll just pass it and pass it and pass it and pass it and just wait for that slip up and then bang before we know it. We have just got to stay as strong and coordinated and disciplined for as long as we can, for as long as we can. And do you know what? Whatever this score is, like I said, it's the players we've got. It's through no fault of their own. They're either that good or or that bad or have, it's through no fault of their own. It's through no fault of their own. Um, it's, it likes to said it's a quality issue. It is a big, big, big time quality issue. And if you look at it, if Man City aren't getting the desired effects that they want in that game, just look at the bench that they'll bring on. Look at the look at the changes they can make to change the game. It, it, it's scary for any team in the Premier League. Uh, just after the last three Premier League games, I think I think we can all agree the last place you want to be going to after the last three games is the Etihad. <laughs> it's the last place you want to be going to, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's concerning because, obviously, if it's four defeats, if it is, which, unfortunately, let's face it, it a lot of people say that they think it will be. Um, I think, in agreement, I think the draw is the best we can hope for. If we get a win, it's a miracle. Wouldn't put it past Tottenham, but that would be like, oh, my God, how the hell we got away from there. Um, a draw is what we both probably think of. Um, a defeat is, let's face it, more than likely. If you look at it on a betting term or or, or whatever, um, it will just be the manner of it. I just want to see. And I keep saying this before. After after a bad run of performances, I want to see a performance. A performance. If we if we put in a great performance and we lose, fair play. Said, you know what? The boys gave everything they got or gave everything they could. They tried their goddamn hardest, and the better team won. Simple yeah. as that. But if it's another like first half performance against Wolves or second half performance against Southampton, it's going to be a very, very long day for me, and for all of us. But I'm, I'm going up there with Ben and Simeon, so um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and and Tommy, uh, we've got this uh, comment from NC Sports. You have my permission, NC Sports. If that happens to be the case, you can come in here on Monday and just put comments saying I told you so. All the way through the stream, but uh, Tommy, I know you th you thought you you said earlier your your 
possibly the uh, minority here optimistic about the game. Uh, is that a win? Is that a draw? Is that not a, a battering? Uh, what, no, but what do you make of the... Um, or, or is it how we start? Is it the first 20 minutes is absolutely crucial? If we give Zitti encouragement, they'll batter us. If we slow the game down and, and stifle the game down, you know, the, the 10 fans in their stadium might get a little bit restless. Of course. <laughs> seven of course fans starts, in their stadium because Ryan, Simeone and Ben are going, so seven of them. Well, you know what? Actually, just say that. We've get based on the weather as well. Who knows if the game even goes ahead? Oh, bloody right now. Mate, this, I, think my sheds, I think my shed's just completely it's, blown it's down. It's only supposed to last a day in this storm, isn't it? I think I heard over the next weekend, like the, over the weekend, not saying it's going to be as intense as it is right now across the country, but at one point, it's, it's got to be a huge concern that if it carries on like it is right now, um, and I, I would assume it's getting worse up north as it is to, to where we are in London, but who knows if the game even goes ahead. When, when I was going for a run earlier, I was no way no way you can't play football in this but I was basically it's like back to the future I was going back like I was like come on you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the I'm trying to get to my point um but uh yeah with the stadium I suppose that helps it because you've got the you know you've got the stadium yeah. and it's you know protects around the side but it's, still, it's, fans, it's, it's unbelievable it's not out of the realms of possibility but um, in terms of the game, in terms of the game itself, our our record against the top six, other than Man City, is is atrocious this season. You know, three one to Arsenal. Yeah, looking on BBC at the weather in Manchester, it's supposed to be like ten miles an hour, so it should be okay. And, in some states like that. Uh, and it's Manchester as well, so yeah, up north. But look, um, Arsenal, we lost. You know, we lost three one to Arsenal. We lost to Chelsea twice, including you know three 0 Man United, we got destroyed by Man United three three nil. West Ham, we lost. Uh, Liverpool, we got a point, but they were, you know, they didn't have their first team anywhere near. So against the top six this season, we struggled. The only team we beat is Man City. But um, I think, yeah, I mean, I say I think we can nick a point. We can nick a point, and if you're if you're drawing, if you're drawing going into the last 15, 20 minutes of a game, you can you can win. You can nick that goal. But um, but the likelihood is the high likelihood is uh, that it's very unlikely. I, I disagree with Brian in the fact that I think if we play deep against Man City with this defense, we're going to lose eight nil. Because this defence cannot, there's no organisation. You've got to stick to your strengths. And our strength is attack. So, for me, you've got to come on the front foot and you've got to attack. I didn't think they did. What you said, we've got to try and focus on the defensive side of things. No, no, I said 3 5 2. We've got to try and keep a clean sheet for as long as possible. But that, that, that I don't mean defensive. We've just got to be disciplined. I wouldn't say go defensive. Believe me, with our defense, mate, it's the last thing I'd want to do. Oh, I thought you when, when you're saying uh, keep clean. When you're saying you know it's, it's important that we keep a clean sheet, and I thought you said yeah. that on my on yeah. stream. Yeah, I thought you meant. I thought you meant we go into it. We have got to be you know a bit more um, uh, pragmatic, which is fine. You have to be against Man City, but for me, still we need to go on the front foot. That's our best. That's our best chance of getting anything from, from the game. The initial game against Man City, we actually done all right. Um, but the, the difference maker, people are not going to like this. Was was Tanganga was fantastic against Sterling. He shut Sterling out. But yeah. uh, Lucas, Lucas, Gondogan and Fernandinho. The first fifteen minutes, we could have given away three penalties. Skip wasn't at it. As soon as Lucas in centre midfield started pushing their midfield back, Gondogan and Fernandinho were forced to play deeper. They were not getting on the ball, and then you know you, you started to see something. And it's been it's happened a lot this season under with Lucas. It's the fact that we should have a better class winger. He has been key, and. Uh, yeah, our attack, Son and Kane, when they get going, when Son and Kane get going, they're, they're one of the top four attack. That's a top four attack. Probably the top duo in the Premier League, Kane and Son. So we need to we need to focus on that. And uh, 
yeah, the, the first 20 minutes of every game is, is key, but we, we know you can lose a game in the first 20 minutes. We, we, in 18 minutes, we lost against Wolves. That game was over in 18 minutes. So, um, so yeah, um, I think we can nick it, draw 1-1. I think we can, we're we going to concede whatever happens. Maybe we can draw 1-1, then who knows? Final 10 minutes, yeah. who knows? You could, you could nick yeah, I mean, I mean, Stel, how, how do you see the game panning out? Do you, do you think Wolves are obviously very good defensively? They conceded 17 goals in the league this season. Uh, Man City are obviously going to attack us there at home, and that's how they play. So do you think it will work out? We're generally better against teams that attack us, certainly now, than teams who sit back because we can't break them down. So do you think it will help? They'll attack and then we can spring an, uh, I was going to say offside then, counter-attack? Or do you think it's not really going to matter because it's Man City and our defence is making mistakes all over the shop? I think any team that plays Tottenham with a high press and a possession-based system will just cause us major, major problems. Southampton did it at their ground. We were 1-0 down until they went down to 10 men. Southampton did it at our ground and beat us. Wolves came and did it. They beat us. So, for me, Man City play the way Wolves and Southampton do, but 10 times better. So, I think we're going to have major, major problems. Having said that, I'm going to be a bit hypocritical here. They've just beaten Sporting Lisbon 5-0. They're flying in the league. I think 13 games unbeaten. Spurs are in a bit of a rut. All signs say 4-5-0 Man City. That's typically when Spurs turn up and do something they're not supposed to, right? And give everyone hope again. <laughs> it, 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 it happened at the, the first game of the season. It happened against Liverpool. We, we write off our team and they're going to do something crazy. So if if we turned up in this game, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Do I think we will? No. And the reason I don't is because of what Tommy said. Tommy said he thinks we should go at them. I totally agree. Because if you can look at the games that teams like Liverpool and, and Man City have struggled this season... It's when teams have really gone at them. Brighton being one of them. So, if we take the game to them, that's where I think we might surprise everyone. But, I know we're not going to take it to them. Because, away from home, Conte is always pragmatic. Especially in the first half. And, Conte never, ever, ever... Go back and watch what he did at Chelsea, Inter. He never goes toe-to-toe with teams when he knows they're better. We're going to sit back. We're going to be ultra defensive, probably five across the back, three in the middle, two up top. And in the end, it's going to cost us because in that midfield, they're going to have... I've just got to look at it because there's so many of them. Gundogan, Grealish, De Bruyne, Silva, <laughs> Foden, Fernandinho, Sterling, Mares, Winks, Hoybiers and Bentacor are going to get absolutely peppered. And all the pressure is going to end up on the back line. And if Dyer's not back especially, they're just going to... They're going to get into us, and once they go 1-0 up, it's going to be 2-3, and then hopefully we keep it low. That's what I think will happen, but if we do what Tommy says, I agree. I think something could happen, but I just... I don't think, one, Conte ever does that, go toe-to-toe with teams that are better than him, and two, he's not going to do it away from home. So, unfortunately, I think we're going to lose 3-4-0. Yeah, I mean... I like what he just put in. Yeah, we'll come just, on to that in a sec. Uh, Owen, what would be your preferred starting lineup and changes that you make from the Wolves game? I'll come to Iggy's uh, uh, comment here. For Lavernia, him, five, yeah. two, I don't know who Lavernia is. Uh, I should I love Lavernia. Yeah, Lavernia is yeah. an ex Chelsea uh, Academy player. Oh, really Lavernia, Lavernia. Three, five, two. Pierre uh, uh, Bentoncourt in midfield. Lucas in the attacking mid role. I think that means just behind the strikers, Kane and Son up top, Reggie on uh, Reggie on the left, Vernia on the right, Roden, Dyer, Romero at the back. So, what would be your lineup, or is that similar to what you do? Certainly, as well, the defence, because 
if Dyer's back, he has to come back in, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of what you think of Dyer, <laughs> he's a lot better than uh, Sanchez and uh, who else? Uh, Vodon's hardly had a sniff under the last two, three managers. Um, but yeah, what, what would be your preferred lineup and, and changes that you'd make uh, uh, from the Wolves game for this one? Um, I think the second the second half, the formation that Conte went to actually suited Spurs a lot better. I mean, Wolves still had a couple of opportunities, but Spurs actually, you know, they couldn't have played worse than um, they did in the first 20 minutes, but they actually had a, they had some, something more, you know, because Kulovetsky played behind Son and Kane almost, um, and he was, you know, trying to create chances. And I think that the big issue for Spurs in, even since Conte took over, is because Kane doesn't drop deep anymore, there's a big gap between Pierre Winks and up top. Um, it also means that Song and it's almost Conte, like I think, play he doesn't play he, on paper, it's 3 4 3, but I think Conte actually plays a 3 4 2 1 because Kane, uh, Song and Mora are looked to fill in that gap, but they're not intelligent enough to do that. And um, well, Mora definitely cuts in, so I think he has to go, he has to go for at the back. I don't think this three works. Um, it, it does, you have to have very, very good wing backs. Who can get up the pitch and defend, and you then have to have two really good defensive midfield players who can cover when they, you know, go. So I think Conte maybe has to accept and go right. We're going to go for at the back. Have Dyer, Romero, um, Emerson. I know he's been rubbish, but the less crossing he has to do, the more concentration he can get in defending. Um, go two in the middle. I think Pierre and uh, Bentham core. Play Kulovetsky as a, you know, number ten kind of player. The reason why is because it will occupy the the two defensive infielders from Man City, and then have Song and Kane um, up front. That way, it's play through the middle, not relying on crosses because it's not like Spurs are creating a lot of chances with the crosses anyway. Majority of the Spurs goals have came through slip through balls. Um, very rarely, as you've seen, Kane hitting the ball or or you know, peppered with crosses. So. That's what I, for me, it's like, okay, he doesn't have the players to play the system that he wants, but there is a system that can be played until the summer, until he gets the players in. So I think it's it's about having Benton core. Pierre is not a, he doesn't like to get forward. We we all know this. He, 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 as soon as he gets forward, he panics. So have him just sit back and allow Benton core to get up the pitch with Kulaveski and whoever else he plays in the midfield. I think that's the way forward, and I think if if he sticks to that, so I would say four what was it four two 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 or something like that. Just just stir up that midfield. Forget crossing. Forget wide playing wing backs in. It's it's just not working, and it's exposed. City will just yeah. expose it. Yeah, Coover um, has said a uh, two 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 formation. I'd love to see that on a on a graphic, <laughs> but yeah, uh, still. Yeah, I just I just wanted to add to what um, Orin said. Um, Kane does drop deep this season, but just not as often. When he doesn't receive mm-hmm. the ball, he drops deep. He did it against Leicester and set up the winning goal for Bergwijn. He does drop. He does just. He does drop deep, but not the way Mourinho forced him back as often. And regarding playing with a back four, I think that's a, a disaster for Spurs because both Dyer and Sanchez are terrible in the, in in a two centre back yep. role. So we have to play with a back three because as much as I, I think Sanchez is poor, he's better in a back three. And in a back three, Dyer's been actually our best defender this season. So going to a back four, I think, will actually cause us bigger problems. 
But what about yeah. Dyer with Romero? Sorry. I don't mean with Sanchez. Dyer Romero in the back three. Or in the back four, sorry. You could have Dyer Romero, um, Emerson, and even possibly Davies or Sergio. I, I just don't think Dyer plays well in the back two, whoever he plays next to. I just, he's never ever done it. And I, 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 I don't, he's never ever done it well. So that, listen, try it. But I, I've never seen, Dyer's just prone to mistakes when he's in a two-man centre-back, especially when both the left and right-back aren't very good defenders. I don't think Reggie's a good defender. I think he's good at going forward. Emerson, I had a big argument with Tommy. I defended Emerson all season, and in the end, I said, Tommy, you're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Emerson can't defend. He's terrible. He wasn't that bad. When we had that discussion, he wasn't that bad yet. I, th- I think against Southampton, yet, his, uh, <laughs> Southampton, his awareness and concentration for all three goals was just... Appalling, and then Brian, I, I I said on, on last week, I think it was on here. I think we've got a real problem at right wing back with Emerson and Doherty not really doing anything. Yep. So in terms of uh, uh tomorrow, uh, who would you go with at the back? Would you go with a four or with a three? And 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 for right wing back, who would you go with? For me, I think we've got a real problem. I'd go for Tanganga and just say do what you did last time, and then mm-hmm. in the show. hope that that whoever's over there, Sterling, Grealish, Mares, wh- whoever, so, oh god, not him again. Grealish, he's going to clatter me. He's going to clatter me, and then hope that puts them off their game. That, that, that's what I'd do. But again, any, any of those three have got a uh, 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 failings, and and City are more than capable of taking advantage of them. So, in terms of the formation, four at the back or three at the back for you, and who would you go as the the, the right wing back? Three. It's got to be three at the back. I think it just has to. Like I still said, the the great thing with having our back three is, in a back four. Those two of those three, whenever you put them there, they're very, very liable for a mistake. Or, very, <clears throat> and if you do make that mistake in a back four, you're punished immediately. With a back three, at least there's actually that buffer of that extra person to, to hopefully be able to mop it up. So, I think it has to be a back three. And the biggest thing for me, I will go to the right back, but <clears throat> the biggest thing for me is, is it has to be three in midfield because Harry Winks can't play in a two. He does a lot better in a three. If you look at the games, Liverpool, Leicester. And again, I feel it's the same with that buffer because there's that extra person there to, to 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 mop up should there be anything wrong. And it gives Winks that little bit more freedom to do what he does. So it's a shame that when I talk about formations, it's because I'm saying because we need a buffer for the back four, we need a buffer for the, back, the midfield too. So I think that that that's crucial. When it comes to right back, I'm a huge fan of Tanganga. Huge, huge fan of Tanganga. But we've seen recently... Not only his form, but his confidence has taken a fucking beating. An absolute battering. Um, and if it's another bad one against Man City, I think it could just literally send him back, like, his progression a long, 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 long time away. And I, I see Tanganga as a bright, bright future at Tottenham, and I really hope it comes true, because I'm a huge fan of his. Not so much a right back at the back, right of a back three. Once that back three is... Like, we've got the three we want. I see him being a huge part in it. Back four, listen, uh, so right back, it's such a tough call. It's such a tough call because one thing I will say Emerson can do, and when he has had good games, it's been his defensive awareness. It has been. If he has had good games, you haven't been talking about, oh, he's got forward and his crosses have been sensational. Um, it's not been that. It's been his, his defensive. But he seems to have his, uh, his bad games when it's him on the right. And Sanchez next to him. That seems to be like there's a, a, a loss in, tra- not a loss in translation, but a, a breakdown in communication. So I think it's imperative. If Dyer is back, 
if Dyer is back and starts, I mean, it has to be for me Dyer in the centre as it has been. Romero gets put to that right, and then it's Emerson. But if Dyer's not in, I would start Doherty just because Sanchez. You would think he's going to start, and D Sanchez and Emerson. There just seems to be no coordination, no understanding, no uh, uh, relationship between them as a as a player knowing what each other's doing. And it, that right hand side for us. Um, and Man City's left side, if that's exposed, like a lot of teams are doing, they're exposing our right side. And if we don't get that right side right, it's, it's with the quality Man City have, like Lifestyle when he mentioned the midfielders, it's 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 just like literally uh, opening the wound, ready for them to rub salt, vinegar and everything that stings into it. Um, so, so it'd be a back three. And if Dyer's if, if Dyer, if Dyer fit, and starts in the centre, I would start Emerson because Romero will be there on the right. But if Romero starts in the centre, it has to be Doherty for me. Has to be. Yeah, and, and Tommy, what would you be doing in terms of the uh, formation there? And in, in terms of, Brian makes a good point there, teams targeting our right side. So would you maybe put uh, Bergvine in uh, further forward there? Uh, because he showed certainly under Mourinho in those three tough games, I think City... It might have been City. It was definitely Chelsea and Liverpool. Tracking back and helping the wing-back, he was superb at that. Uh, more of a kind of, uh, I think, like Stell said, drifts along and Sun does track back, but that's not where you get the best out of Sun, whereas Bergvine is superb at tracking back. So how would you line up um, tomorrow? I mean, just, just as with the back line as a whole, there are so many variables, especially if Dyer's back. There are so many variables, and, and the reason there are so many variables is because they've been useless. They've been absolutely useless. Yeah. So we're trying to think of new. We're trying to think of new ways that they can actually be useful. Um, but no, that's a brilliant point you made, Chris, about uh, Tanganga uh, at right wing back. Oh, do you know what? I'd probably, I'd certainly be thinking about that. It wasn't just the initial game this season. If you remember last season when Sanchez had that mare, he headbutted the ground. The first half, Tanganga was at right back. Sterling was at left wing. He was all over Sterling. Couldn't get past him in that game either. Yeah, Second half, Pep, Pep put Sterling on the right and he destroyed Ben Davis' career in one, in one half, basically. Sterling against Ben Davis. We knew at that point that he was finished as a left back, Ben Davis. So two games, Tanganga has been very good against Sterling. So with that in mind, I, I, I might put him at right wing back. Uh, one of the things I can't stand is the, is the we need Dyer. We need Dyer. It's a myth. It's an absolute myth. You watch every game we play against the big boys, we've lost with Dyer. Same with Sanchez. Whenever you, he was fine when Conte first started, but look at the teams we played when Conte first started. We were beating Brentford, we were beating Leeds, Norwich. We didn't play a team in the top 11 other than Liverpool for the first 10 games. So he's, he's good. Dyer is good, like most players, when you're playing rubbish teams or average teams. Same with Sanchez. So against the big boys, he always does badly, Dyer. He, was, he wasn't there for the two Car Carabao Cup losses to Chelsea, right? Oh, we get, oh, it's because of Dyer. It's because of Dyer. Come in for the third Premier League game, useless. As useless as ever. He was there yeah, for the whole Premier League was. loss to Chelsea. Yeah. But Dyer in, in himself, everyone's saying Dyer's key. But for me, he's not key. He was there. He was there in the Arsenal loss 3-1. He was there for the Man United loss 3-0. He was there for the other loss to Chelsea 3-0. For me, it's an absolute myth. He doesn't do anything against the top six. And against Man City, if we play deep, like I said earlier, and like Stell um, agreed with, if we play deep, which Dyer only ever does, 
we're in trouble. And it's not a coincidence that we lose against the big teams all the time when Dyer's there. Now, the whole team's bad, but Dyer's not a great centre-back and he's not, he's, not, he's not even key for me. Um, the, the problem is we don't have any central centre-back that's willing to, to cover uh, the right centre-back and left centre-back's errors. And Rodan, for, Rodan, would he come in? Potentially. Even Tanganga. I, I'm, I, do, I agree with Brian. I actually really, really... I really rate Tanganga. I really rate Tanganga. And he has had a difficult month. But you look at him, he's, he started as a right-back, centre-back. Now he's in the back three. I don't want to make excuses for him, but I really do. I really, really do rate Tanganga. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's brilliant against Man City. So, putting him at right... Who do you put a right wing-back? I think Emerson's done now. I think you, you have to put even Doherty in front of him now. I think Emerson's done. Give him another chance if Doherty doesn't do it. But I think, same with Tanganga, I think Emerson's brain's gone. His mind's just gone because I've never seen think, a professional I, I, footballer I think he needs play rest. as badly yeah. as he has. You were near last. I think his mind now, needs no? a rest. Yeah. I think his mind needs a rest. Um, yeah, yeah. So we definitely not. Skip's not available. No, Skip's not available. No, and that injury is apparently worse than fit. That, that, so, that's not. He, he, that's, yeah. He's a huge loss, Skip. I think. So Ben Tanker, obviously, Ben Tanker has to start because he's looked he's looked really good he'll, since he's, he'll since start. he's been there. He'll he's looked really really good since he's been there. Hoy, you have to get you have to get Hoybier back in. You just have to get him back in. Uh, in a three would be fine. And Iggy mentioned Lucas at number 10 in a 5-3-2. Well, it'll be a 5-2-1-2, wouldn't it? Um, it's a good shout because Lucas only ever plays in the centre. That That's his role this season. So he can play as a centre mid, but slightly higher in a 5-3-2. That's a good shout with Son and Kane up top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in defence, there's so many variables. I'm not even going to guess <laughs> what the defence is going to be. Reggie left wing back and Romero somewhere at centre back. That's it. The rest, you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of comments coming in. Uh, thanks so much for that. Tw 24 people watching as well, but 10 likes. Uh, that doesn't tally up somehow. Hit, hit that up to get more to the 24. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, here's Bob's lineup. It'd be Lovis, Emerson, Dyer, Romero, Davies, Region, Hoiberg, Benny, Son, Lucas Kane. And Wayne Bonham has said he'd try Tanganga in midfield to strengthen the defensive side and free up the attacking players. Um <sighs> He's, he's so versatile, Tangag, when I think that's his hindrance. He's never nailed down a position, never trained fully in a position, and he's 23 now, something like that. So he really needs to nail down a position. And even though he might do well in that in that position, it's another position for him to kind of, um, you know, um, try out. <laughs> Dowell's comment here, we are Rubik's Cube FC. Uh, as we kind of wind down here, Stel, uh, uh I, I'm always trying to be positive on Spurs, but even they've got me now. So this is the banner for this. Uh, can we get four? <laughs> Five emojis there, one for each goal City score against us tomorrow. Um, mathematically, absolutely, we can get fourth. But the way that we're playing, and if we carry on playing like that, there's no chance. Even though, generally, towards the end of the season, no team seemingly wants fourth because they keep losing games here and there and everywhere. Um, but for, for you, fourth... What's your thinking of that? Obviously, those two home games were a huge opportunity lost. We could have really cemented our place there. Now we're, we're playing catch-up again. But, yeah, top four for you? Um, no, no. I don't I don't see us getting top four. Um, can, can we get top four? Yes, because we're still in touch and distance and there's a long, long way to go, lots of games to play. Uh, a, a lot of Spurs fans said after the transfer window, uh, Man United haven't strengthened. Arsenal haven't strengthened. Yeah, I was um, one of them, to be fair, on that, and, and it's not done us too much good. No, but but 
seemingly the, at the, the, the argument still holds though, Chris, um, because we did bring in two players, um, although we got rid of four. Everyone said after the transfer window, it's going to come down to which team in the race gets the most injuries. Now, we're the first to take a blow. We lost Dyer and Skip. So we're the first team straight after the transfer window to take injury blows. And we are part, that's not the only reason, but it's, it's, it's not helped the current results, the recent results we've got. Man United at some point will endure some injuries. Arsenal at some point will endure some injuries, unless they both get super lucky. So then they will take some hits. It's whether we capitalise. For me, I just don't see us getting top four simply because I'm, I'm not impressed by the football we're playing. I haven't been impressed since the Champions League final. I think the players have shown now they're not capable. Other than Lloris, uh, Romero, Benson, Cross, Skip, Son and Kane. Other than those six, no other Spurs player is at the level required. There's some potential, but only those six are ready. And I think it just puts us on the back on the back foot to get top four. Um, and I'd also add to that, these same players have been letting us down year after year after year after year. And just because Conte's come here, yeah, he's got the manager bounce, just like Jose did, just like Ryan Mason did, just like Nuno did. Nuno was manager of the month, top of the league. It's over. We've gone back to type. The problem is quality. And I, I said it earlier on. They will... We will get into some kind of a race. We will get in some kind of momentum at some stage. And we'll be talking about, all oh, top four's back on. Look, Arsenal, they've lost Lacazette and Partey and Man United are wobbling. And then the moment will come and we'll absolutely fuck it up again, as we've always done for the past three years. So I just hope we get top six, because if we don't get top six, I don't think Conte's going to be backed. I don't. I just don't think the money will be there and they're not going to put their hands in their pockets. So... For me, top four is a no, but top six, I hope so. Yeah, and Owen, what do you top four for us, or or, or not? Do you think? Um, it all it just all depends if that formation. It, it never, yeah. It it if Conte can stop just strengthen up the defense. I think Spurs can go on a on a good good running run, get confidence back into the players. So I think, yeah, Spurs can get top four. Um. And that's it. Yeah, I think Spurs can't do it, but it just depends. It's got. I think to for me tomorrow and the formation Conte plays will defy if they can. If he goes to lose, you know, well set up like he did against Chelsea with playing like four. I think it was four four two, but he played six defenders. That's him saying no. We're not going to get anything. Um, uh, but if he goes and the formation is to attack and try and beat City and try and perform, then I think he still believes it. But yeah. I, yeah, I think Spurs can get it, though. Conte said there's 1% chance of Spurs not getting it. So <laughs> it, it depends on what he, he, he his formation. Um, but I feel that we can. I think Spurs have a good enough squad. And I think they had a good enough squad even for those players left to get top four if, it were, if they were used right in the right way. So I think, yeah, they can if they're used right, if the players are used right in the right way. Yeah, and, and Brian, what, what do you think? Like, Obviously, mathematically, it's, it's fully on for quite a few teams. Uh, in reality, top four, yes or no for you? No, 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 no. It's it's it, it's just where we've given ourselves when we have the games in hand, and before these two defeats, it was a I wouldn't say a certainty, but but the everything was in our hands. Everything was in our hands, and it was up for us to to be able to take those those uh, those opportunities. 
Obviously, two home defeats has really put a hamper on this. I mean, this game coming now is just the worst of the worst that could possibly happen. Um, and then th these away games we have. You've got to remember, Brighton away, we have a, a terrible record. Mm. Terrible record at Brighton. And Burnley but isn't going to be Burnley, an easy because Burnley never give you an easy game regardless it, of where they are. In the it, it, exactly. And then, obviously, we have the filth at home. And they just need to announce that game because it's just dragging on now. When is this game? This game is going to be so crucial, obviously, with us playing each other. But I'd rather have it sooner rather than like a Manchester City last uh, a few years ago with crowd scoring and that winner takes all. Um, we just need the points on the board. And I, I just think it's it's a bridge too far this season. I, I agree with Stel about going for Europa. For me, if we get Europa, it's progress from last season. It is progress because we're in the Carabao Cup. It, not Carabao Cup, sorry, the Conference League. Um, and that right now is, is the, the easier, obviously the easier target to go for. Try and get a run together and get, get in the Europa League. Um, the main thing I want, like Wayne Bonner says, is the FA Cup. I want a goddamn yeah. trophy. So yeah. top for, four for, or trophy. For people listening, Wayne says, uh, screw top four, give me the FA Cup. That's what I want this season. Love to win the FA Cup. I'd exactly. For, for, for me, winning that trophy is more important than the top four. Yes, the financial rewards, the top four and everything, but for these players to get that winning mentality and to know, yes, you can do it and you can get a trophy, we'll just start hopefully breathing some, we can belief into the squad or some belief into into the club. Um, for me, I would like, if you if, again, I, I was still and I have been saying it all season, FA Cup or top four, FA Cup, FA Cup, I want a trophy. Um, and I just, I just think the top four is a bridge too far. Listen, if we, if we get if we have the summer that we're meant to be having, um, and it works, top four should be an assurance. Top four should be an absolute. With the manager we have, should be right. That is like top four spot, pretty much guaranteed. Should um, I think just this season, it's it's a, a bridge too far, especially like Stelson with injuries as well. Especially if Skip, from what I'm hearing, is longer than first field. I don't know the extent. It's not yeah. out for the rest of the season, but it's a. Uh, it's not, he'll be back in a week or two. And we, we, we've all realised how much we miss him when he's not been there Absolutely. with Skippy. And, uh, yeah, and that, and that shows the state of our team as well. We're, yeah. we're, we're desperate for, what is he, 19, 20? He's our, he's our saviour, which, uh, yeah. And Tommy, in terms of top four FA Cup, let me go through a few comments first. Uh, Bob, we should be going for top four, more due to the fact that the teams around us are playing plop and we have the firepower that should be able to take advantage, plus have an elite manager. Let's go for it. Tottenham away. I'm not sure if it's Stell or, or Iggy. Uh, elite managers work with elite players, not our sovereign players. I can tell that still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, audio artisan, how you doing, buddy? We'll bottle top four in the last game. I think that's probably worse than being out of the top mm -hmm. four already. Uh, Iggy makes a good comment as well. I think playing away from home for a while will do the team good. So much anxiety at White Hart Lane that a break may do them good. Um, until it's mathematically impossible, we keep going. Absolutely. And, and, and Kirst uh, agrees with that. Uh, and then I'm assuming still again, I think a break away from football will do our players good. Just stick to Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, but Tommy, top four, FA Cup, both. Uh, what, do, what do you want? And, and, and what's realistic for you? Give me the title while you're at it. Give me the title. Give me the Premier League title while you're at it. <laughs> but, uh, you can only have one of the two or both of the two. Tommy, Tommy. It's Tommy. so tricky. So difficult because top four should give you more longevity. 
because you'll, you'll attract a better class of players. So it should give you more longevity to win domestic trophies in the future. But we do need, we need something in the cabinet. We need something in the trophy cabinet. So it's really, it's really, really tricky. But I don't get the, I don't really get the, the rhetoric. I don't get the question of we should go for top four. Well, of course we should go for top four. You want to win every game. You're not going to go into a game and say we want to lose. You know, I think he, I think he possibly means there, Bob, focusing on uh, prioritizing the top yeah. four. But do we need to prioritize now? We're out of Europe. Do we need to prioritize mm. now? So we've caught up with our games in hand. Uh, maybe in the FA Cup. Maybe in the FA Cup. But um, pers- personally, uh, top is really, really tricky. If we'd won an FA Cup like Arsenal winning FA Cups, I'd say top four. But we're not. So, and we do need that trophy. But getting back to the, the reality of finishing the top four, it is largely down to injuries, um, largely down to the teams around us. If Kane or Son get injured, we're in trouble mm. because we've got, yeah. we got a relegation for the defence, average centre midfield, but a really, really good attack. So if, if Kane and Son, Son get injured for... Like say another month, especially Kane, because our second striker hasn't scored a professional goal, Dane Scarlett, then we're in uh, we're in trouble. Especially if we want to play a two, uh, because if Kane gets injured, we've got two strikers, and even none of them are natural strikers. Son's not a natural striker, so we've got Dane yeah. Scarlett, who's played the sum total. Of well, the there, there it goes back to the I've window, doesn't it? It, it goes season, back to the window. Absolutely not taking him out on loan if he's not going to play. Absolute crazy that is. It goes back to the window, doesn't it? It goes back to the window. How can we not sign a second striker for two windows? Madness. Absolute madness. And I think, personally, Man United or Arsenal have a better end to the season than us. Either one of them, maybe both. So I think we'll do better than West Ham. I can see West Ham's team struggling. They're, they're awful without Declan Rice. Really and, and they've got the Europa like League as well, haven't they? So exactly. They have no idea. Injuries and, and exactly. fatigue and, and what have you. So I don't think we're finishing in the top four. I said this before, this losing, this losing uh, the, the bad week we had, losing two games. So, um, so yeah, I think I think top six would be an achievement. Get, get, us, get us the FA Cup would be wonderful as well. I mean, Conte's two full seasons for Chelsea, been in the FA Cup final. 1-1, one, one, lost one. So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's something to keep in mind. But that's, top that's... six would be, deep. with this squad, it's not going to be easy. Wolves are in front of us now. Wolves are in front of us. So, you know... Yeah, there are as other we, teams. Uh, yeah. As we wind up now, uh, Stell predictions for the game. I don't do predictions because uh, it's too I much tempting fate. But then I don't think Spurs will win, so I can do it this time. I reckon probably three-one City. Uh, <laughs> that's me being optimistic because I can quite easily see it a, a rugby score as well. Uh, you know, predictions for the game in terms of score. Whenever I predict, we're going to get battered. We draw or win. Whenever I predict exactly. it's going to be a close game, we lose. And whenever I predict we're going to lose, we win. So whoever I predict is going to be wrong. But this is one game I genuinely think we're going to take a spanking. Only because they're the best team in Europe. Their football is second to none. They've got the best manager in the world. They're top of the league. Their goal difference is sensational. I just feel that once they get one, it's going to be two, three, four. So sadly, I think we're going to get spanked three or four nil. Okay, Owen. Yeah, see, I think I think Spurs will try and come out and maybe grab a goal, give them one hope, but then City will just, you know, start increasing pressure. Players start to buckle, and uh, it'll be I think three one. I think Spurs will get a goal three three four one to Man City. Yeah, and, and Brian, obviously you're at the game. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to split this into three ways. Very very simple now. Bob Spur, and I said always, until Bob Spur's back on the stream, I'll always predict what Bob Spur says. 
He normally goes for 4-1, but when he came out of his coma, he said 3-1 against someone, so I don't know which one I'm going for. So 4-1-3-1 win, win for, for Bob Spur. And then when it comes to me, my heart is saying draw. My head is saying defeat. I'm not doing scores because I never, ever, ever, ever come even close to what the score is, win, draw, or defeat. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say what say I think. Defeat. Um, just say defeat, then. Just say defeat. Uh, so, so like job. I said, <laughs> job. You got, I had to give her a score. He's got to do it. I always get it wrong. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I okay. never okay. usually give a score. This is the first time I've done it. So if you don't want to give a yeah, score, so I'm, I'm playing my Thanks, Wales card. Yeah, so yeah, I'm playing my Chris. <laughs> play, brother. Play. Yeah, and uh, uh, All right. yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for shit. So if it's a draw, two-two. If it's a defeat, 3-0. If it's a defeat. Yeah. And uh, uh, a couple of comments here. TA uh, cursed here. Great to see Leeds United partner with her game too as well. Uh, big thing that. Uh, very good to see. And uh, Tommy, Iggy, on your kind of wavelength, I feel, going for an upset. The weather and the storms in the air are telling me this. So with that being said... Uh, we'll be 2-0 your... up in the 60th minute and it'll get postponed. <laughs> Match abandoned. <laughs> but yeah, prediction score from you. Oh, um, right. So I can never say, I can never predict a Spurs defeat. I just can't. Uh, but the reality is, the reality is, I think we'll keep it tight for the first 60 minutes. Maybe it'll be 1 1, and then they'll probably expose us and win 2 1 or 3 1. But I think, I think, look, we'll take it to 1 1. We'll take it to 1 1 in the 60th minute. And, uh, Hopefully we'll hold on, but who knows? If, as I said, if you draw, if you're drawing, going into the last ten minutes of game, Man City are going to be nervous. You could, you know, you could bang one, as Bob says, two one. No, yeah. I have well, to say Bob's thanks gone to from four one to three say... one now to two one at some point. Yeah, I was about to say thanks for. I got two one. I did that whole thing to Bob saying, "Listen, whilst he's been in his coma and everything, I've been doing four one and three one for him, and then he rocks up with two one. Where do I, where do because... I go from there? Where does the... <laughs> Yeah, because he's coming out the coma, he's getting his senses back, the brain's working better. You know? <laughs> Next season, 4-0 to City, you'll say. Um, Bergwijn yeah. scored a winner. Bergwijn just scored, he nearly scored against uh, Southampton, didn't he? He nearly got that late goal against yeah. Southampton. Got could, you, could you imagine the scenes if that happened in this game? <laughs> Bloody hell. You'd see Brian on the pitch, I think. Uh, you know. I, don't, I don't know where I'm sitting, if I'm on the first tier, oh, second right. tier or third tier. So if I'm on the first tier, maybe. Second and third tier, yeah, I don't fancy my chances. Well, if you're on the top tier, you'll be on the pitch. It's just everyone might have gone home by the time you get down. But, uh... <laughs> any uh, any tattoo forfeits if we win? No, <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Listen, I don't, I don't make tattoo bets anymore. Um, unless it's a tattoo I really want. Um, but yeah, there's no, t- there's no other t- tattoo bet. Chris, excellent. I know, I know you haven't touched it today, but apparently, I was just, just reading um, the club of put another statement out about the Y word. Uh, yeah, I saw something they're, they're, about that. They're really pushing it, aren't they? What, what is, what is it, this all about? Sorry, because I've, I've just like, Spurs were the lily whites to me. Like, so what's with the Y word? Like, I know it's yet, but what is the, is that bad or good? What, what is, what's, what's the crack with it? Have you ever been to a game before, Orin? Like actual matches? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Wembley, but they weren't singing. You, and you never heard them chanting it just for a little bit at all? No, because they with most games it gets chanted at least once during the match. Yeah, so what is it? What is? is I know Spurs are Jewish, so what is the yet? Is it bad or good? 
I'll let Brian explain his, his history on this is 10 times. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. yeah. I was saying, this is where the token Jewish person comes into play here. This is where the good part comes that's, that's in. That's why I did it. That's um, why I did it. I said, well, I I've, got go. I've got to run. I've got to run. I need okay, to see if my shed's still up. I need to see if my shed's still up. Yeah, <laughs> just before, just so, before you go, Tommy, Tommy Talks Ball, where can people find that? So, yeah, shows that Tommy Talks Ball is my Twitter handle. You can find my YouTube channel, same thing. Um, but before you do, make sure you sub to Chris. It's been a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stream. Yeah. And I'm going to retweet this because this was uh, it's fantastic. It's good to have device, the divisive views. Yeah. It really, really is. So thanks for having me. Peace out to everyone, all the guests, all the people in the chat. And uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to me, Tommy Talks Ball. I've got a channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. One more thing. I'm doing a preview tonight. I've got a Man City fan on. Half six for half an hour. Yeah, definitely He's, go uh, to that channel. It's yeah, in the so description try and check that out. Channel. If you've got a minute, check that out. Peace why, out, everyone. Why do it to yourself, Cheers, Tommy. Tommy. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> like, no, no, he's quite arrogant as well, to be fair. Oh, well done, we'll, Tommy. Uh, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, okay, Tommy. Too. Sorry, Brian. Uh, we'll have to head off in uh, about five minutes, but yeah. If, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll do it a very quick version. The first, the first thing I will say, everything I'm about to say is my opinion. I don't speak for all Jewish people. I don't speak because there's loads of stuff going on about this word. And this is my personal feelings on it. So basically, why Jewish or, or Tottenham Hospital use the, the Y word um, is obviously there are a lot of uh, anti-Semitic chants that are chanted by Chelsea, Millwall, West Ham. And I'm just picking the London teams, but, yeah. but a lot yeah. of fans. And because Spurs... Uh, predominantly known for being uh, a Jewish support or heavily supported Jewish side, which is technically yeah. true, but there are other teams that have got big Jewish followings. Back in the day, when this started becoming a thing, the Spurs, let's say Ultras or Firm or, or, or Hardcore, decided to take on this Y word as a term of endearment to say, right, if they're going to slant this at us, we're going to associate ourselves with you and say we're the Yid Army. Um, right, okay. Now, the word yid has different connotations depending on where you look at it. And it does have, which some people find offensive, like it can be used by non-Jewish people. Like if someone came up to me and said, it, call me a yid and I didn't know them, I would take it highly offensively. It's like a racial Highly. And yeah, I would take yeah, it highly yeah. offensively. But the way I've been brought up, I, 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 I embrace it as, like I said, as a coat of arms, like the Spurs fans have embraced it to, to help the, the Jewish supporters. Um there are other people that went to Jewish schools and they got racially abused by this word being called this as uh, as it is. I, I take no offence. In fact, I like I said, I embrace it. And the way I've learned to embrace it as well is God bless my grandfather, who's no longer with us. But to me, he was the greatest man to walk under God's hot sun. Um, and during the, the, the Seder night, which is Passover or Pesach, if you're, if you're Jewish, yeah. there's a massive service. And during the service, my grandpa just went... And let out the biggest Y word in front of 20 to 30 people that you you'd, so my grandpa embraced it, he fought in the war. So, but it's right, come yeah. up, it's, it's come up again. It, this is like the third. What actually happened and what started this whole thing big time was a few years ago, or in when um, David Badil, uh, a, a Jewish guy but a known Chelsea fan, started saying this is a racial uh, uh, slur on my people. But he doesn't say anything about his football team singing Spurs. They're on their way to Auschwitz and the Hitler right. slogan. Is, so, so this is going round and round and round. And um, it's never going to go away. It's never going to go away, unfortunately. We, we, on whatever side you look at it, it's, uh, it's just rearing its ugly head again now. That's, that, that's where we are now. It's becoming a big, big thing again uh, since after the Southampton game, wasn't it? When it first, yeah. 
So they tried it a few years ago. And yeah, that, that's basically, but like I said, that is my part of how I feel about that word. I know there are other Jewish people, other Jewish people I know that find that word offensive and won't say it, but they don't hold offense to people saying it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a conversation that is going to keep going round and round and round. You just can't stop 60,000 people like yeah, that singing yeah. something. Yeah, so it's, that's it's never going to change, but like you say, you're not going <laughs> to. The police aren't going to go around and arrest sixty thousand people. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because as I said, it's just I didn't see what the big deal was. You know, I knew it had something to do with Jews, but I never heard that it was kind of offensive or you know anything. You know, it's uh, yeah. So just just trying to figure out like what was why was the media or Spurs releasing statements like what was the chief? Is it trying to clean up the act of? Because I believe society is going towards they're trying to take away every single word that can be offensive to someone, even if it's not offensive to everyone. Yeah. yeah. So Bob, Bob, so. Bob said, "Oh, in watches in the wall." Uh, 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 Bob's in my in <laughs> watch my in the wall show from a couple of months ago. Go full depth on the Y word. Right. Uh, so it, yeah, it's I, the same. I, I don't know that much about it to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. It, it's just the same because, like, I uh, don't know if you guys watch Joe Rogan. I know it's maybe off topic, but he got in trouble. He's been in trouble yeah. for saying the N word. And yeah. I was like, yeah. right. In what? First of all, it was twelve years of footage that was edited together for every time he said it. And I was like, right. You know what is? You know, it's is it is it is, is it bad? Like, I understand if the N word is used in an aggressive manner. But still, you know, it's just like why try and ban a word that has been around for you know years and years and years. So I just uh, like just wanted to know fully before I gave any thoughts on it. Yeah. But yeah, just keep away from it. it doesn't look like it's something that should be even <laughs> worth. No, uh, like Brian says, it's going to carry on and on and on and yeah. on, and the media get involved. So there's no real way of stopping it. But yeah. 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 Pretty much we finished there. Uh, thankfully, we didn't have to talk about too much about Man City battering us. We had to talk about it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, thanks to Tommy, obviously, uh, who had to leave a little bit earlier. Uh, go to Tommy Talks Ball on YouTube to check his channel out. His uh, uh, Twitter handle and, and YouTube link are in the description as well. Uh, and then everyone on here as well, all the other three guests have got channels as well. So we'll start with Brian. Uh, Tottenham on tour, where can people find that? Yeah, just uh, as it's spelt on there on YouTube, uh, it's with me, with with Brian Island, Adam Clark, and obviously Mr. Do Do Do, Danny Kiriakou. <laughs> um, lovely little jive there, still loving it. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're on the push to 4,000 at the moment. I think we're 60 away from 4,000. Um, we normally bring out weekly content, but but right now it's kind of hard with me being back here and Brian Island being there and getting to, uh, back home in Toronto and getting time zones and... and and getting shows where we're all together, but I will be going back officially. I am officially, there's no extending, there's no nothing, unless Bob Spur decides to do something drastic again. Um, I will be going home on March the 6th. So um, a lot more content, a lot more regular content will be coming out. But the one thing I do want to plug, because we've only got a few, 10 days left. Oh, no, it's a leap year. We've got 11 days left. On 3rd of February, uh, we did a show that's very, very important to us, which is a mental health special. Chris, you were on it. Yeah. Still, we did it, obviously, when we were on Tottenham away. And um, for the month of February, we are raising money for GoFundMe, via a GoFundMe page, for two mental health charities. Uh, a charity back home called CAMH, which is for alcohol, uh, sorry, addiction and mental health. And another charity here with the wonderful Tara that came on um, for suicide, sport against suicide. Well, I think last time I checked, we're currently at $777 that we've... Uh, good number that actually um 
it's a jackpot on the fruit machines. Um, so um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to raise as much, and we're doing it till the end of February. Um, the link is in our mental health show on Tottenham on Tour, which is the most important thing we're trying to do to help uh, um, with mental health and addiction, which everyone knows is a huge part of my life. So, uh, yeah, find us at Tottenham on Tour. Excellent. And uh, Stell, Tottenham away, uh, where can people find that? Uh, yeah, same as what Brian said, it's in the description, Tottenham away. Um, we do uh, a podcast each Monday, which is growing in popularity each week at the moment. It's becoming a really uh, enjoyable podcast for people. So that, that would be my recommended go-to. Um, Tuesdays, we've got two uh, Spurs American fans called the United Spurs America. They do a show on our channel. Um, it's, it's, it's comedy central. It's brilliant. Uh, good entertainment and, 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 and they're massive Spurs fans and they give their perspective from, from the States. And then every day we've got videos. One of, one of the guys on the show, Iggy, putting out daily uh, talking points, his reflections, his views on it. And they're, they're, they're quite popular too. So, yeah, Tottenham away. Like, subscribe, follow and follow everyone else on this panel uh, and make sure you sign up to Chris's uh, channel. Good show today, Chris. Yeah, the shows are only as good as the guests that are on. So that's you know, and it's been a great show today. And Orin, last, uh, lastly, uh, where's your channel, uh, Mr. Spurs? On yeah, it's, um, <laughs> where's your channel, Mr. Spurs on YouTube? I've just said it. Uh, tell us a bit about your channel. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's um, it's Orin Ariel Aka, aka Mr. Spurs. So um, basically, just talk about the games. Um, I haven't done one this week because I'm waiting until tomorrow to do a full analysis of the. Of like the tactics and why Spurs lose and the defensive errors they make, so I try to go deep in into it as quick as possible. You know, I try to keep it under fourteen minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I just break down everything because it's always it's easy to say the you know players are rubbish or but it's like okay, I try to look at it as an analyst. Um, so that's that's where that's what I kind of the videos that I do. Excellent. So yeah, all, all, all four of my guests, uh, uh, their YouTube uh, channel links and their Twitter handles are all in the description. So there's no excuse. So make sure you go to their YouTube channels, hit the like, hit the subscribe on their videos. Uh, and before you do that, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe here on 187 before this stream started today. So it'd be lovely to get to 200 uh, before the end of the weekend. Um, and yeah, thanks to everyone who's uh, been putting stuff in the comments. Great to see Bob in the comments as well. Uh, I yeah, think everyone yeah, will vouch yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apologies. I couldn't read all of them out for people who are listening. Um, but yeah, uh, be back on Monday, <laughs> regardless of what happens tomorrow, which uh, it could be a brilliant show, a brilliantly entertaining and, and a positive show. It could be a real down in the dumps one, but we'll end as always with come on, you Spurs. Guys. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!